Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song It's a good song, just as it should song American Brews and Tunes Shibbity-beebity-dow! Well, 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 back for another episode My How the Turntables <laughs> Is that, uh, that's originally from The Office, right? Yeah, is it anything is it, else? Uh, well, the, I don't know. Because the quote, the actual quote is how the tables have turned. <laughs> yeah, but Michael's just so Michael. So, so Michael, that he yeah. says <laughs> That he says well, the other well, one. Well, my how the turn tables. Tables. <laughs> what a goofball. That's what Michael a ridiculous Scott for show. You. Yep. Anyways, um, welcome to episode 138 of American Brews and Tunes. My name is Stephen Whoa, Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. Now, as all of you know, we have just graduated out of dry January. Yeah, we have. We did four episodes of uh, doing some non-alcoholic bevies, enjoying that uh, dry <laughs> enjoying jam. The, yeah, enjoying the dry jam, for sure. And uh, on this episode, we're going to be talking about some sober songs because... Because I have decided to quit drinking. There you have it, people. Yep, it's a it's a big a big change for me, as a, as everybody or who's listening probably knows that we, me and Steve drink quite a bit of beer on this podcast. Yeah, it um, is. And I drink quite a bit of beer in my personal life too, working for a beer distributor. <laughs> yep. Um, but after this dry January, I felt uh, I felt really really good, uh, not drinking for thirty days. Real clear. And then, yeah, real clear. Uh, I was sleeping really well. Uh, like my body, like the, my physical body felt really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I decided to just continue. You know, that's, uh, that's reason enough to, to continue. I, I actually, I felt really good in January as well. So I completely understand where you're coming from, man. Yeah. Um, the uh, a, a bigger reason is because I tend to sometimes drink a little bit too much and... I'm getting into my 30s now, 31, almost 32. And so I just thought, you know what? My body probably can't handle drinking for much longer. Uh, I've put it through like the last 10 years, I guess, since <laughs> I was 21. Been drinking pretty consistently for those 10 years. And so I just thought after this month, I was like, you know what? It's time to just give it a break. Yeah. Just give my give my body a little bit of a break and give my mind a little bit of a break. So... Do you think you'll ever come back to the dark side? <laughs> Maybe. You mean, to the, <laughs> you mean to the brown side or if you're having a stout or a, I guess. a tan side for the IPAs? Oh, goodness. Yeah. Um, who knows? Maybe. It's just not but, uh, for, It's not on your uh, agenda for the time being. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. For now, for now, I'm just going to take it, I guess, month by month or day by day. Yeah. And you do. Um, you. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm pretty excited to uh, try to get healthier in general. I've been eating a lot different over the past like six months too. So I mean that makes a um, huge difference too. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to getting healthier, uh, both mentally and physically. Yeah. Um. So in in honor of uh, Jesse's uh, sobering decision, um, <laughs> he will be having a ginger ale. Is it? Yep, I'm having Canada Dry Ginger Ale. Jesse's free, baby. Jesse's new regular ale of choice. 
Um, yeah, I actually, I probably could get some like fancy ginger beers. You could that like that are like aren't alcoholic and probably try those too. And they'll probably be way more intense on the ginger. Like they'll be really spicy. Yeah, yeah, most likely. Um, but yeah, I'm, oh, I'm also still not doing caffeine. Oh, so this is power, this more is power perfect. to you. I, I I never quit the caffeine train, and I never will. <laughs> Uh, I love it too much. Um, I'm not having ginger ale in this episode, um, but out of solidarity for your choice, I'm going to have some some hot tea. Perfect. Um, I'm not having that uh, Lapsang Suchong that I had in January, which was that like smoky black tea. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, that I'm, crazy tea. I'm having something that Becca and I discovered at like this Christmas light show in Nashville. It's a tea company called True Honey. And they're okay. based out of... Somewhere in Virginia, I can't remember specifically, um, and it's it's not loose leaf. They come in like tea sachets. Sachets, yeah, that's a new word for me. It's Is it a, like a, a little baby satchel? Just like those pouches that, like a tea bag, a tea bag. But they're called sachets, or yeah. is it sachets? I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I I've I said it as if I knew what I'm talking about, but let me just let me go into more familiar verbiage. They come in these tea bags. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> um, but they're like twice the size of a, like a standard tea bag. Yeah, and and they add um, honey crystals to the oh. inside. So they they like mix that honey. Sounds really good. Honey with like raw sugar. Yeah, um, and so it's it's the perfect amount of sweetness. Um, mm. and, and like on the bag, it says, we always felt that traditional tea bags never had enough flavor. So we doubled the size. <laughs> um, and like I, when I make these, I, I do them in my large mugs, which are probably like 20 ounces or so. And it's, okay. like, it's a, like a good, strong cup of tea. It's the perfect amount of sweetness. Um, I'm really nice. happy with it. And the, the flavor I'm having today is lavender lemonade. Ooh. Ooh. That sounds pretty good. It's really good. Right? Um, they've got I ginger want... teas. They've got um, like some chai teas, some other herbs and spice teas. It's definitely worth looking into. True Honey. Nice. Um, you can get it like on their website or on Amazon. Uh, the only downside is, is it's like $20 for a bag, but you get 20 okay. tea bags. So it's, it's like a buck a cup. Which, oh, that's not that's not bad. Yeah. If, if I, I mean, I, if you're buying like a Keurig, like Keurigs, I think cost more than that. It's true. Or maybe if you get one of those big bags, one of those big boxes yeah. for like 20 some dollars, it might be a little bit less than that. But that's that's not really bad at all. No. And I, I've been drinking tea maybe like five nights a week. So that's like okay. that would, a, a bag will last me about a month. So I figure 20 bucks a month. Not too not too terrible. That's not bad at all. Yeah. So um, that's that's what I'm enjoying. Um, do you want to go ahead and yeah, let me crack my can here? Yeah. I've got uh, I've got nothing to crack because mine's tea, but I got, let me see if I can mm. get some noise of the tea bag. See if you can like swirling. See if you can slurp it. Maybe I don't know if it's picking it up, but it's like plop, plop, plop. <laughs> I don't I don't think so. <laughs> oh, anyways, let's uh, as we always say on American Brews and Tunes. Down the sober hatch. Well, it's a Canada Dry. It's not bad. Uh, my There's tea, a little, little bit of ginger flavor in there. My tea is fantastic. Uh, lots of added sugars. Mm. <laughs> mine, Tasty. Mine isn't too. I, I, it's not a, like a super high amount of sugar in these tea bags. 
Um, yeah. I, I don't know like the gram uh, grams of sugar, but one tea bag is like 35 calories, so it can't be that much. Oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah, it's perfect. it probably isn't much at all. Yeah. Yeah, there's like nice. A, a nice lemon flavor, a little bit of lavender hint on there. Delicious tea. Mm. Um, also, dear listener, um, though I am standing with Jesse in solidarity this episode, I will most likely go back 100% to the <laughs> brew portion of the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Week. So Can't let that die. Jesse will have to live through me vicariously. Yeah, I'll have to uh, smell the hops that you're drinking. And whenever you burp, I'll have to imagine hop burps again. <laughs> Yeah, and you can um, I don't know. You can have your craft sodas or uh, oh I don't know, yeah, true, whatever, true. Whatever the heck you I'll, want. I'll figure out some good things to, to to try, like some unique type drinks to try. Yeah, I'll There's figure it out. All kind It'll of good, good stuff. Yeah. Yep. As long as you don't have Coca Cola or Pepsi Cola <laughs> <laughs> or anything diet. Yeah, uh, yeah, nothing diet here, please. Anyways, um, shall we jump into the music portion of the podcast? Yeah, yeah, we're going to go through five songs. Yeah, and uh, when I came and up with this theme? idea, when I pitched this idea to Jesse, I was like, how about songs about being sober? And then, like, all the songs I thought of were, like, kind of about that, but also kind of, like, about being in the throes of addiction and maybe not always about being sober, but they're they're all kind yeah. of related in some degree. Yeah. Yeah, they're all related. Yeah, for sure. And also, some of them are about alcohol. Some of them are about heroin. So, yep. um, so it's we have the spectrum bit, here. A little bit all over the place. Yeah. Uh, uh, the very well, yeah. first song song that I thought to um, recommend was the Frightened Rabbit song, um, "Sober." Uh, but we already talked about that, and yeah, he, yeah, he's definitely have. not sober in that song. So I scratched that idea real quick. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, there is one song that you recommended where they are absolutely sober, and for that sure. is uh, the first song I'm assuming you're talking about, Minor Threat, yeah. Out, out yep. of Step. Yes. Um, uh, Minor Threat is a punk band, Yep. and they're well known for being straight edge, right? They coined the term straight edge in their oh, song. They coined, they coined the term, okay. Straight edge was the, the song that they, they coined it in. Okay. Um, the only reason I, I didn't, didn't pick that one is because I like this song better. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that they coined that term. I always knew that like that was a that was a term that was like a lot of like punk bands like ascribed to that mentality. Yeah. Um, but I never knew that they actually coined it. Yeah, it's all of them. Because um, mm. that song, the early 80s is when Minor Threat was active. Um, they all were literally minors. That's, that's why it was called Minor Threat. Right. Um, and they, they were in the D.C. hardcore scene. Um, and a lot of people were, you know, partying, getting crazy. And they were like, you know, we're we're straight edge. We don't do that. Um, yep. And that's what this song Out of Step is about. Like, they're they're literally mm-hmm. the counterculture, which is out, out of step. Out of step with the world. I know, and this song is a rager. It's fast. It is very fast. Um yeah, a pretty short song, not a whole lot of lyrics, and there's definitely no... Uh, the lyrics are not uh, convoluted. They are completely straightforward. Yeah, there's no room for interpretation. <laughs> yeah, absolutely none. Yeah, it's straightforward. If I, if, I remember, if I remember correctly, it's like, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't have sex. At least Basically. I can effing think. <laughs> yeah, at least I can effing think, yeah. I can't keep up, I can't keep up, I can't keep up. Out of step, out of step with the with world. The world. <laughs> yep. Kind yeah. of a goofy, kind of like a funny little song, but yeah, it's but only it's, like a minute and a half long. 
They were they were dead serious though about it. That was their lifestyle. Oh yeah. Um, I don't yeah, know if you absolutely. ever heard like the phrase like I, I can't remember how they like actually phrase it, but like wearing X's or something. Mm-hmm. Um, like when you go to a show and you're like underage or you're like not, not drinking or whatever, they give you the underage X on your hand. Yep. And people would wear that as a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. And it actually kind of got violent in some of the like straight edge scenes where they would like beat people up who weren't straight edge. Like, I don't, yeah, which is just like so weird. Yeah, well, like what's the point of that? But you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but really good song. Um, Minor Threat has plenty of songs about that lifestyle. Um, I just really like this one. I like the, mm-hmm. the speed and the aggressiveness. Um, and you actually had reviewed this on. I don't. I have did. The, yeah. I don't, I don't it have was the, man. I don't have the it episode was a number in front of me. It was a while me. ago. It was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely a while ago. It might have been when you had me review um, Bob Dylan's Blonde on Blonde. Oh, really? That long ago? Okay. P- potentially, but you had reviewed their entire discography because I was being oh, yeah. a jerk. <laughs> I was being a jerk, and I was like, he could review twenty six or twenty seven songs all at once. Well, yeah. I mean, that is that is all it is. But yeah, I remember just being like, oh. Uh, here's this song. It's very short, and this is what it's about. It's fast. It's a punk song, and that was pretty much just all of the yep. All the reviews were the same thing. A hundred percent. But really good song. Yeah, I like it. Shall we move on to a very different song? Yeah. All right. The next song is a very very popular song, dear listener. If you don't know it, uh, I'm going to jump off of a bridge <laughs> so that I can get under the bridge. Um, <laughs> under the bridge. The song's called "Under the Bridge" by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, yeah. Probably, Even if you don't recognize the name, you would yeah. definitely know the song. Because whenever you recommended it to me, I was like, I think I know this song. And then I heard it, and I was like, Oh yeah, yep, I know this song. Yeah. It, I don't know if they actually. I don't think they say "Under the Bridge." In this, the like as a lyric, um, but it's I don't the, I don't remember that being a lyric. But it's one of their most, if not their most popular song. Um, like the sometimes I feel like I don't have don't a partner. Yeah, yes, it's very recognizable. Um, and it's an autobiographical song from the lead singer Anthony Kiedis. Um, yeah, he had a really really bad heroin addiction. Um, and I th- think he was like maybe gonna like get kicked out of the band or like I I, I don't know. But he was he was trying to get sober. Um, and yeah. He was in L.A. and like thinking about like living under a bridge or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was lonely while going through like rehab and and trying to kick the habit. Yeah, I mean it's it's a pretty profound song if you listen to the lyrics because it's it's completely what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool message in the song for sure. Yeah. Really insanely catchy chorus, and it has that uh, that sound that that's the Red Hot Chili Peppers, I guess, are known for like that clean kind of slightly overdriven Strat sound. Oh yeah, very, yeah. very much on like the clean side. Um, but he's um, their guitar player, John uh, John Frusciante. I, I can never pronounce his name right, and I hear everyone say Frusciante, Frusciante, Frusciante. I, I don't know how to pronounce it, but whatever his his last name is pronounced, uh, he is a phenomenal guitar player. Um, he's got like like uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers started as like a more of like a funk fusion band, yeah. Um, and then he joined, and he's got like some jazz influence going. Like if you know the Jimi Hendrix song um, "Little Wing," yep. Um, like I could I, I could see him playing this and making it sound like his own, but also like still sounding like the Jimi Hendrix version. Um, mm-hmm. So. 
he's like that very very skilled guitar player and it's um definitely on display in this song yeah definitely yeah very good song. Uh, good song like that song a lot yeah um if by some miracle you've never heard this song dear listener just go give it so a look listen. it up yeah. yeah look it up and i guarantee you once the chorus hits you'll be like uh i have heard this song <laughs> you've heard it somewhere yeah really good song mm-hmm. um moving on to yet a another completely different sounding song okay this song is called swimming pools drank uh by kendrick Lamar. drank drank yeah and this was drank. on i like this song a lot i really like this song it was um, I, I listened to it a lot today and it's the lyrics are really really good mm-hmm. and it was on his album anyway, go good ahead. kid mad city okay yep um and it was like it, it apparently it was the lead single. Um, I didn't necessarily pay too much attention to Kendrick Lamar. This came out in 2012. Um, at okay. that point, I was aware of him, but I didn't pay attention to it. Um, I really okay, didn't pay yeah. attention until uh, David Bowie said "To Pimp a Butterfly" is a really good album. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that and um, my buddy Jason and his wife uh, Nicole kept saying that he was good. So. Eventually, mm. I, I listened. I was like, oh, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, and that album, Good Kid, Mad City, and this song in particular are, are very autobiographical mm-hmm. about Kendrick Lamar. And, like, there, he talks about there's a single about, version of this song, like a radio version, and then there's the album version. And the radio oh, version okay. cuts out the last verse. Oh, okay. Which I think changes the song entirely. Hmm. Because um, without that, it's it kind of is almost like a drinking anthem, right? It per does. Se. Like, I I'm, I think I maybe was listening to the radio version of it. Yeah, and it's if you pay attention to the lyrics on the the radio version, you can tell that it's technically not. But a lot of people use it like as a drinking anthem because it kind of mm. sounds like it. Like I'm I'm gonna pull a, a swimming pool full of liquor and dive in. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's all the girls want to play Baywatch. It's it's, it's a funny. Right. It's, it sounds funny, and then like the last verse talks about him like getting sick in the car and talking about how he like like is a failure and like how it's like being detrimental to like his life. Yeah, yeah, and I he I, I don't know if Kendrick Lamar like smokes weed or does I, he might, um, but he de- I I feel like he's a sober living person for the most part. I yeah, I think he I think he is especially. I feel like some of the stuff in his in his most recent album kind of hinted towards that. Oh, or there was there was one song where he talked about uh, feeling the regret and pain sober, like going through it sober. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember what track it's on, but it's probably "Mama I Sober." Oh yeah, I think that's what it was called. Um, okay. But there there was another song on Good Kid, Mad City where he did talk about like getting peer pressured into smoking with his friends, and then I think he threw up, and he's like, "I'm never going to do that again." Yeah, he talks about that a little bit in this song and one of the other, in one of the earlier verses. Yeah, like he talks where he about... Where says, like, um, some people want to fit in with the popular. Yeah. That, he says, that was my problem. Yeah. So, it, yeah. It's, it's a very real personal song. And it's, it's, it's in the end, it talks about him, uh, he drank a lot because of peer pressure and it, it was kind of unbecoming and was kind of taking him down a dark path and he doesn't do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's very That's interesting, cool. and it's very not um, of the culture. It's not like you would hear in a typical rap song. Right. Yeah, that's true. It's like the complete opposite, which is wild that, that like, 
I don't know. I, just, I have a lot of respect for Kendrick Lamar because he, he like bears his soul and has a lot of not necessarily unpopular opinions, but like not mainstream for for a like a popular rap song. Like it's it's, it's very right. different, and I, I I think it's cool that he does that. Yeah, and like that's that's one reason I, I, I agree with you. That's one reason why I've always or I've when I, of what I have listened to Kendrick from him. Like that, that's one reason why I like him a lot is that. He doesn't have like uh, all of his verses and all of his like songs seem very genuine mm-hmm. and seem very real. And none of them are like, oh, this is a chorus and it's really simple and about, I don't know, like the typical like hip hop <laughs> rap. Yeah. Like ideals. Yeah. They're all, they all seem very uh, well thought out and really personal and really genuine. So, yeah, I agree. Agreed. With you. I agree. Yeah, and the, I've always liked Kendrick for that. And the musical aspect is usually pretty good too, <laughs> which helps. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, can't leave that out. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a, a not necessarily a deal breaker, but if it's not like catchy, uh, I do have a, a little bit of a hard time getting into it as much as yeah. I would have otherwise. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, um, but that is that song. Shall we move on? Mm-hmm. Let's move on um, to a more different song again. <laughs> Um, definitely (laughs) the song is by the band lincoln park which i was about to call them like a a, like the neo like new metal because that's kind of how they they started out with that like new metal slash rap Uh crossover genre but they've kind of like branched out into a lot of other things Um, i mean this song whenever whenever i saw you recommended lincoln park i was not expecting this i was expecting like more like harder and like way more overdriven and like more screaming. I mean, but for, the uh, the the melodies and like the way his voice sounds is almost like a emo kind of in a way. I'd agree. Um, the song is breaking the habit, also BT Dubs. Yeah, yeah. Just by uh, the way. And you you actually might be interested in some later era Linkin Park. Like they have some stuff where it's more like electronic. Um, and like okay, there's yeah. There's one album where I don't know if there's any guitar on it. <laughs> um, oh, really? Damn. Yeah, um, but they've they've got a lot of cool stuff later in their career that um, a lot of fans who only listen to their first two albums, I think, are missing out on. Hmm. Um, okay. This song was on their second album, which was um, called Meteora, and that, those were their two biggest albums. Um, their first album, Hybrid Theory, is like one of the biggest albums of all time. Okay. Um, but uh, I was always partial to Meteora. Um, I thought that album was a little less on like the new metal side, a little bit more on like the yeah emo. I guess is kind of like that, a little bit more. Um, a little bit, but not not. I don't know. At least at least based on this song, it doesn't seem. When I say emo, it doesn't. I don't know. It, that doesn't perfectly describe the way it sounds. But I know I know what you mean. It's it's a little yeah. more m- melodic. Yes. Also. Yes. Um, and this song, uh, at least according to GeniusLyrics.com, is about the... Because they have two singers. They've got Mike Shinoda and Chester Bennington. Yeah. Um, if you're only slightly familiar with Linkin Park, Chester Bennington does like the screaming vocals and he, he can hit the real high notes. Okay. Um, like if you know the song In the End... That's their, their yep. most popular song. I do know Mike, that song. Mike Shinoda raps the verses, and Chester sings the choruses. Um, but they both sing. Okay. Um, and this song was written by Mike Shinoda about a friend who had a drug addiction, but Chester sings it. Okay. And what's interesting is Chester had a, a, a severe alcohol and drug problem, and that's uh, he eventually took his life. 
um, because of that in the throes of a uh, of an alcohol. Yeah, yeah. So it's real, real sad. Mm. Um, but this song, like I, until I read that it was written by Mike Shinoda, I thought it was autobiographical for Chester because a lot of the things that he mm. sings about are, is stuff that he experiences, and it it sounds like it's coming straight from him. Yeah, I mean, maybe uh, he heard the lyrics or maybe he adopted it as kind of like an autobiographical song. Could be. It, it really could maybe. be. But it, we it, don't know. It's a good, it's a really good song. It is um, a really catchy song. I like, I like what they, I think it's the bass that does like the do 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 mm-hmm. There's like a really cool bass line and then the drums are pretty cool too. Um, it's layered really nicely. Yeah, which is kind of what I meant. Like I'm not... I was not. I wasn't expecting like this type of musicality or uh, music from uh, Lincoln Park. I'm telling you, based you, on my based on my very limited knowledge of Lincoln Park. You may be surprised if you dig deeper. Maybe I should. Yeah. Um, but maybe you should recommend an album from them. Oh, 100 percent, I will, dude. <laughs> there's, there's several I'd, I'd probably have you listen to, but I'll 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 narrow it down to one and event and eventually recommend it. Okay. Cool. Um, but like. Some lyrics uh, in this song talks about like someone being secluded, um, having the battles that that like are real internal, um, mm-hmm. trying to break the habit, um, but it seems like ultimately losing um, in the end. But you know, you know, it's it's hard yeah. to, hard to say. Yeah, but I mean that is that is like a an interesting um, aspect of uh, like being addicted to something. Or being like, even like dry January is like kind of hard in the beginning, right? Yeah. Like breaking the habit of, you know, having a beer or two every, you know, whenever you get back from work or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's still, even though you might not like drink as much as maybe uh, Mike's friend did in this song that he based it off of, but it still is tough to break habits. And so I think most people, most people can probably relate to that of, uh, of struggling to break a habit. Absolutely, 100%. Um, also, if you've never listened to this full album, Meteora, whoo, it's good. Uh, it's, okay. Uh, I struggle to say like what my favorite Linkin Park album was, but that was my favorite for the longest time. So, you know, maybe I'll just keep it up there. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I'll listen through it tonight. Yeah. Maybe I will. I think it'll be worth your time. Okay. Um, moving on to the next song... Um, next and last next song and of last, this episode. Um, and it, a great song. It's by the Mountain Goats, which um, Jesse had me review their album, We Shall All Be Healed, um, several episodes yes. ago. Yeah, um, it was a while back. Yeah, more than several. It was probably like a couple years ago, to be honest. Um, but yeah. the, the funny thing is about that is I actually was a Mountain Goats fan before, I think before you were, so I knew about them Oh, really? Yeah, I knew about them um, fairly well, but I'd never listened to that album. Okay. Um, I I started listening to them because... Um, do you remember Dan Campbell from The Wonder Years, his side project, Aaron West? Yes, I do. He The very last song on his first album is a cover of a Mountain Goat song. Um, and he said like his inspiration for for doing Aaron West was like he was playing at a festival with the wonder years at some point in time and he had some time off so he was walking around um checking out different side stages and different performers yeah and he saw john darneal playing by himself and like doing these acoustic songs that were like really moving and like just like crazy and like storytelling mm-hmm. and he was just like wow this is like i didn't know like 
music could be like this per se. Huh. That's uh, pretty cool. And so I, I saw that interview. So I said, Oh, I might as well check them out. So I went, I was at Grimey's one day mm-hmm. and I looked up, um, what are the best mountain goats albums? And I bought two CDs. Um, I bought one called all hail West Texas, which was yeah. back when he was still like using his like tape recorded solo acoustic oh, stuff. Right. Yeah. I forgot that he had like that era where he was literally recording it all on like tapes. Yeah. And it's, it's That's cool. It sounds rough, but it's, there's some good music on there. I got yeah. that, and I got the album "The Sunset Tree," which this song is on. And oh, this, okay, yeah, yep. This song is called "This Year." I'm gonna make it this, this year, year if it kills, if it kills me. me. <laughs> he has a very, a very unique voice. I loved this album, like the first and the the first time I heard it, and this was my favorite song starting out. Um, because like this was probably like the first year I moved to Nashville, and I was kind of like a little directionless in life, like just kind of like trying to figure out what the heck's going on, you know? Yeah. Um, and, like, I, I latched onto this song. Because I was like, mm. I, it, no matter, like, what your, like, struggle is, you could go to that chorus and kind of apply it to yourself, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm going to make it through this yeah. year if it kills me. It's basic, yeah. but, but uh, you know, you can apply it to whatever you want. I mean, yeah, and, like, that's a, that's a really good mentality to have throughout life because they're always going to be... Uh, struggles and they're always going to be ups and downs and um, having that mentality in the back of your mind at all times is is really helpful. Yeah, because that's life, baby. <laughs> that's life, baby. <laughs> um, uh, Verse-wise, though, he does talk about like leaving his parents' house and like drinking and driving. <laughs> yeah, uh, quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. um, it's just John. And the album that you had me listen to was the album released before this one. Um, uh-huh. And on that album in particular, he talks about a lot of his like heroin issues, his yeah. pill issues. Um, even on this album, um, The Sunset Tree, he's got a song called Dilaudid, um, which is some kind of opioid pill, um, like a prescription pill that I'm, okay. I'm sure he must have been abusing at some point in time. Um, John Darnell is just a fascinating songwriter, uh, just a fascinating mm-hmm. person in general. Um, and like... When I like look at him and see him perform, he's like this. He's got glasses. He looks nerdy. Like I, I'm not even like comic book nerd. Like science nerd. Like I, I don't know if oh, okay. If, like that's what I picture him I, as. I think I I understand the distinction you're making. Yeah. Yeah, and like when I realized that he had like a hardcore like opioid and heroin problem, I was like him. <laughs> oh wow! It's just like it almost like doesn't add up. But I mean, it, it it was true, you know. Yeah, he's not, he's not high. It's just like anyone can, I guess, do anything. But he he's uh, he sober living guy now. Um, yeah, and he just mm. writes about his experiences. Um, but I also I like them because they write about other people's experiences. They've, like that most recent album about. Um, yeah, that's a cool album about like eighties action movies. Uh huh. He's got a, an album about um, Mexican wrestlers. Uh, an <laughs> so album wild. about gothic people. Yeah. Just like very inventive. Um, gets inspiration from all over the place. But this song is really catchy. It's really inspirational. The verses are kind of interesting because it's... it's. I, I think when he wrote this song, he's probably in his teens, um, leaving from like a, a broken house and like just kind of drinking to escape. So it's not like he's like yeah. lamenting it per se. It's just 
he's he's telling his story from from where he was then. Yeah, yeah. Really good song though. Yeah, I love I, I like this song a lot too. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go listen to uh, listen to some of their the ones that I haven't listened to from them. Yeah, if you haven't listened to this full album, um, definitely check it out. It's it's one of my favorites of theirs. Um, mm-hmm. Really good. Um, but I mean, there's plenty of other songs about uh, about sobriety, sobriety about about struggling through it, about you know getting better. All over the place. I'm sure there are. Yeah. Um, there's a, a really interesting Ed Sheeran song about it called the. I think it's called the A Team. Really, an Ed Sheeran song. Um, and I think it was like the A Team, like AA. Oh, okay. So like like a partner kind of through that, but like not necessarily like. It's a little on the nose, but also not on on the nose. So it's 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 a it's a good a really catchy song. I got it as an iTunes single of the week years and years ago. Hmm. Uh, and had no idea what it was about until somebody told me and I looked into it and I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> hmm. yeah. Cool. Interesting stuff. Um, looking forward to next week. Um, I don't know what we're going to record about. Do you? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> well, uh, we'll probably, we'll, we'll think of something though, I'm sure. Um, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Thanks um, for joining us for yeah. these uh, these five songs about being sober. Yeah, check them out. Um, let us know if you knew these songs. Um, if you have any other good songs about being sober or struggling, uh, let us know. We're always looking for more stuff to listen to. Um, Absolutely. If you have an album you want us to review, let us know. Um, if you just want to yes. say hi, let us know. Yeah, just uh, uh, well, just say hi if you want to say hi. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're on all the social medias. Um, just mm-hmm. hit us mostly up. on mostly on Instagram, but we have accounts on all of them. Yeah, don't. Don't hit us up on Twitter because we don't really check that. It's just it exists no. just because it had to, and then yeah. <laughs> I don't look at it at all. I don't think I ever. Have, I don't think I've once looked at it. Yeah, um, our posts make it to Facebook because the Instagram's connected, <laughs> so yeah. I don't check the Facebook too terribly much. But hit us up on Instagram. Um, either way, um, my name is Stephen Johnston, and my name is Jesse Sober Titus. <laughs> I guess my name is. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Stephen uh, Boozy Johnston. <laughs> uh, for better or worse. Um, thanks yep. again for listening. Um, we'll be back in a week. Woo! Yeah. Woo! Here's a theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song. Just as it should song. American brews and tunes. Shibbity-beebity-doo!